0: Welcome to Proven and Probable. I'm your host, Maurice Jackson. If you like the value proposition of copper, you're in the right place. Today's featured company is currently embarked on a 10,000 meter drill program. Also, we're going to discuss mineral processing and the potential for resource expansion. To find out more, stay tuned. Joining us for a conversation is Tim Johnson, the CEO of Granite Creek Copper. Mr. Johnson, welcome to the show, sir.
1: Thank you very much, Maurice. It's always a pleasure to be
0: here. (laughs) Always a pleasure to speak with you as we have some important updates for shareholders regarding potential resource development and mineral processing opportunities, along with the latest developments on the ongoing 10,000 meter drill program being carried out on the flagship CarMax project. Before we begin, Mr. Johnson, please introduce us to Granite Creek Copper and the opportunity the company presents to shareholders.
1: Thank you. Um, Well, Granite Creek Copper, we're a TSX listed company, Um, we're actually fairly new. We launched a company in January of 2019, but in a very short period, uh, under 24 months, we've gone from an early stage copper play to a resource company with um, aggressive plans to to grow that resource. And uh, we've, as you said, we've just launched a 10,000 meter drill program. And we brought in an engineering firm to to look at, once we've got those resources growing, how how we're ultimately going to process them.
0: Mr. Johnson, take us to the Yukon and get us acquainted with your flagship Carmex projects and some of your neighbors.
1: Yeah, so we are in the Minto Copper Belt, um, which is uh, world-renowned for high-grade copper. At one time at the Minto Mine, about 35 kilometers north of us, it was the highest-grade open pit in the world. Um, and now they're underground and they still have fairly good grade from from uh, a global perspective. And you look at other copper projects. We're also just down the road from the casino project uh, operated by Western Copper. Um, and that one was just uh, had a major investment by Rio Tinto. Um, so we're in a very good place. We've got very good neighbors, very good infrastructure. We're within about 12 kilometers of grid power and paved highway. And we've got road access right into the middle of our project. So. This isn't the fly project, all of our drilling is done off of uh, skid-mounted drills, and uh, yeah, a great project, great infrastructure, great jurisdiction, we tick a lot of the boxes.
0: <laughs> you certainly do, and, and Rio Tinto is now in the neighborhood as well, is that correct?
1: That's right, they uh, they took an 8% interest in Western Copper, um, which is, is good to see another major um, alongside tech and uh and the other big companies uh, having a look at the Yukon and recognizing the potential for resource growth and uh, resource development.
0: You know, we referenced the potential for resource development and mineral processing opportunities at the CARMEX project. Before we take a step forward, let's remind everyone about the PEA numbers released in 2017 on the CARMEX, which hosts both oxide and sulfide copper, along with gold and silver.
1: Yeah, so the current uh, measured and indicated resource, as referenced by that 2017 PEA, is just under 24 million tons, grading 0.85% copper. And the gold and silver credits, when you add those in, gives you about a 1.3% copper equivalent. Again, pretty high grade for the industry. Now that is split about two-thirds oxide material and one-third sulfide, uh, giving us just under 450 million pounds contained copper. But the 2017 PEA only referenced the oxide portion, so that, that contemplated roughly a nine-year mine producing roughly 30 million pounds of copper a year, but we see the potential to significantly regrow that resource primarily in the sulfide, which we see the real potential here is the sulfide, which could be two to three times larger uh, that the, as what the current resource is.
0: Mr. Johnson, in layman's terms, what is the difference between oxide and sulfide?
1: So most mineral deposits, um, the original deposition of mineral was sulfide. And then over time, uh, a portion of that sulfide has been oxidized by weathering. And what this gives you, it gives you different minerals um, that are processed differently. So the oxide um, is amenable to leaching. So it it can be extracted um, um, with a leaching technology. And then uh, you can produce uh, cathode copper or... Uh, final product at mine site. So you, at, at, on an oxide um, operation, you produce a product that is directly sellable to the end copper u- users. With a sulfide operation, however, you will produce a concentrate that will run between 30 and 40 percent copper that then needs to be delivered to a smelter for final processing. So they are a little bit different in, in process and uh, they are a little bit different in economics.
0: Granite Creek Copper announced yesterday that it has entered into a contract with the Sedgman and Mining Plus. Introduce us to the company, sir.
1: Well, both Sedgman and Mining Plus are are, are world leaders in, in their respective fields. Um, Sedgman works a lot on mineral processing. So they look at uh, what the process is to ultimately extract the, uh, the, the, the minerals that you're looking for fr- from the rock. Whereas Mining Plus, they look at how you're going to get that rock out of the ground initially. I mean, in a mining scenario, you've, 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 you've got two things that you need to look at. That, that mining, you know, ex- actually digging the rock up, and then once you have that rock dug up, how is it processed to produce your, your end product? So these are world-class leaders in those fields, and, and we're very pleased to have them on board as they, they look at helping us optimize the, uh, the mine plan and the processing plan for CarMax.
0: Do we know the methodology that they will be using?
1: Yeah, so they're, initially they're going to be doing uh, multiple uh, trade-off studies at a very high, what we consider a desktop level, so they look at existing data and existing um, um, work that has been done all the way back into, into the 1980s, and they're going to look at the various processes that are available today, modern processes, and determine um, just by trading off which ones are going to be most efficient for, for the, the ore and the material that we're developing. Uh, they will look at um, an oxide mine plan, and they'll look at a sulfide mine, mine plan, processing of both, and then they'll integrate those into, a, into a, a complete plan that would become the basis for an updated PEA that the company would, would then engage um, to move, move forward on.
0: You kind of touched on my next question, which was, uh, will they be conducting ore sorting analysis, but will they also be looking at leaching alternatives since you have both oxide and sulfide copper?
1: Yeah, so um, the ore sorting analysis is new for the project, as far as we know. Um, <clears throat> the reason you will look at an ore sort is to try and bring up the grade of the material that is being delivered from the mine, so that you're, reject, re- you're rejecting some of the rock that is unmineralized before it even gets to the mill. So this, is, this can be a huge cost saving, and it can also produce a product that may be amenable to processing off-site. Um, if there was a mill that would, would be able to take our, our mill feed, if we can get the grade up by doing some ore sort, um, that could be very favorable. And the other thing is, in our deposit, even though we have fairly distinct oxide and sulfide zones, in the oxide zone, there is some sulfide, in the sulfide zone, there's some oxide. So if you can sort that material out, again, you're going to increase the economics of, of the deposit. And you're right, we have got both oxide and sulfide, so the leaching technologies that you need... Um, are likely going to be different. Mm-hmm. So you're going you're to look at, at what leaching works for the oxide and then at some point you're going to look at what leaching looks for, works for the sulfide and you can bring all of that into a mine plan.
0: Hello I'm Maurice Jackson here to remind you to click the like button make sure you subscribe and click the bell for all of our notifications. Now back to the interview. Now what is the proposed timeline on having an updated resource?
1: Well, we would like to have an updated resource fourth quarter of this year. Uh, we currently have a up to ten thousand meter drill pram, pr- program going, and based on the results of that, turnaround on the labs. There's a lot of questions here. We're going to push towards trying to get that um, resource updated. Now, of course, we'll need a third party to to look at that resource and sign off on it. And again. That is something that you know. It, it's just going to become down to timing on, on availability of of those groups. But ideally, it's fourth quarter. If we can't get it done first fourth quarter, then we're going to work really hard to get it first quarter of next year.
0: And you referenced the 10 meter uh, drill program. What can you tell us about the latest developments going there?
1: Yeah. So the program was launched uh, just over a week ago, almost two weeks now, actually. Um, so we have two drills turning on site. Um, program is going very well. We have material already delivered to lab and now we're waiting on the results we expect to be able to put results out on the initial holes sometime late june early july and time frame again depending on lab availability but we're going to have good news flow for the market going on throughout the summer as we get um, results back from the lab keeping in mind this is resource expansion and infill drilling so um this isn't sort of wildcat drilling we're we're hope we're targeting known mineralization and we're attempting to step out that mineralization to grow the resource and to uh, gain the confidence of uh, moving uh, some of the material from an inferred category to an indicated category Um, so we're expecting some some really nice results from this drill program
0: now once the resource has been updated i'd be remiss if i didn't ask this when can shareholders expect an updated p f s
1: Well, that is a a $64 question, isn't it? Um, Once we've got the resource updated, once we've got the results from the current studies that Sedgman and and Mining Plus are done, then we're going to sit down and we're going to make a decision on whether we update the current PEA, which would be one path the company could take, or we look at going completely to a pre-feasibility study. Now, there's pluses and minuses for doing, doing both, but really, it comes down to the question, is the engineering strong enough to, to jump to, to pre, pre-feasibility? Do we need to do some more um, engineering work? Or is, is the um, size, the projected size of the resource big enough too? Um, we, aren't, we are not going to go to a feasibility study if internally we don't believe we have a mine life that's going to be economic. The previous PEA contemplated a nine-year mine life at 2017 prices, it had a four year payback. Um, that was a little light. We thought, we, we felt we really needed to grow that resource before we could go back and, and look at taking that jump to, to pre feasibility. Um, so that's, that's kind of the, the parameters that we're looking at and the decision points that the company is going to be making. Those decision points will come in, in fourth quarter of this year, and then we will be announcing what the next step forward is.
0: Leaving the Yukon, let's look at some numbers. Sir, please provide us with an update on the capital structure for Granite Creek Copper.
1: Yeah, so we're currently 121 uh, million shares issued and outstanding, 171 on a fully diluted basis. We've got roughly 51 million warrants um, out. About half of those, around 24 million, are currently in the money. Um, So those are coming in. They're helping fund uh, the program moving forward company um, has roughly five million cash on hand. So we're fully funded for this exploration and, and um, resource development phase of the company. And we, uh, we, we look forward to delivering those results to, to the investing public.
0: Speaking of numbers, let's put some icing on the cake. The price of copper is approaching five bucks and Granite Creek has a number of catalysts. What would you like to say to shareholders?
1: Well, I think um, the big one is um, watch the results coming out from this program. Um, we're going to try to put those into context on how, they, on how they're affecting the resource. And then, uh, the, you know, the big catalyst is going to be that resource update um, fourth quarter. Um, but in the meantime, yeah, the, the, the price of copper as it approaches five and, uh, and moves um, uh, north of that, I think is going to be very good for the company. We've seen our peers um, had their market cap grow grow significantly since the bottom of copper in uh, may of 2020 and um, i don't see the copper price uh, uh, pulling back in any major um, way um, over the coming months
0: last question sir what did i forget to ask
1: well maurice as usual you did an excellent job i think you hit all the points and um Um, I look forward to to talking to you again soon. (laughs) All right. Thank
0: you, sir. Mr. Johnson, for someone listening that wants to get more information on Granite Creek Copper, please share the contact details.
1: Yes, you can get a hold of us through our website at www.gcxcopper.com.
0: Mr. Johnson, it's always a pleasure to speak with you. Wishing you and Granite Creek Copper the absolute best, sir.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Granite Creek Copper trades on the TSXV symbol GCX and on the OTCQB symbol GCXXF. Granite Creek Copper is a sponsor of Proven and Probable, and we are proud shareholders for the virtues conveyed in today's message. Before you make your next bullion purchase, make sure you call me. I'm a licensed representative to buy and sell physical precious metals delivered directly to your home. All you have to do is give me a call at 855 505 Nineteen hundred. That number again is 855-505-1900, or you may email maurice at milesfranklin.com. I'm Maurice Jackson, wishing you and your family the absolute best. The information presented on Proven and Probable is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness